Hello everyone and welcome again to another edition of Is It Worth It? Now, if this is your first time listening to the show, basically what I am is a retro gaming podcast that's kind of an offshoot of what Derek and Don do. They talk about RPGs, I sometimes talk about RPGs, but typically I just talk about rare and valuable games. So far I have talked about basically just rare and valuable games. I pull them off my shelf because I'm a collector, and I tell you whether or not it's worth it at the current eBay price to own. Hi, I'm your host, Blaine J, and today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite games, Mega Man, for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Now, Mega Man, you might ask, why why this one? Why not Mega Man 5, which is a much more expensive game for the original system? Well, Mega Man's one of those games that I've just played pretty much infinite. Um, unfortunately, this month I've been really busy, and I haven't been able to record a pod... not record a podcast, I'm doing that now. I haven't been able to play a game in depth as I wanted to, and for this month I was wanting to actually play a two-player game with a buddy of mine and record a podcast based off of that. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to get anyone, really. I, I offered it to a couple of people to uh, commit any real time to be able to do a podcast with them, and as such, I'm doing this solo. Well, this is one of those games that I know so well that I didn't feel like I had to replay it to be able to talk about it in depth. So, there you go. We're talking about Mega Man. Now, this game was released in December of 1987, putting yours truly at a tender age of seven years old, which is, ironically, maybe not, the same year I went to Disneyland. And I'll always remember that, you know, I'd borrowed this game off a friend. I, I've mentioned in uh, previous podcasts uh, that I wasn't overly wealthy, but I did have a friend that virtually got every game that came out that he wanted as soon as they came out. And I, I treated him more or less like a blockbuster store, uh, only for free. And uh, I borrowed this game off him shortly after uh, he got bored of it. And um, this was within two or three months of its release, so I was one of the, you know, early adopters of Mega Man. And I'm playing, I remember, on Iceman stage, and um, my mom was talking to the neighbor next door about how we were going to be going to Disney World uh, within the next month, and that it was a surprise to us kids. So for me, this game will always be linked to my, uh, my visit to Disney World when I was seven years old. Uh, where I did get lost briefly um, and had to uh, call an operator and find a security guard and that's a whole nother story and I will tell that on a different podcast um, but anyway so this game was made by an incredibly small team at Capcom Capcom up until this point was more known for porting games over from the arcade they made arcade games all throughout the 80s and 70s I even believe you know way back and up until this point that's what they did now they did uh, make a small team of six including the now famous uh, Kaiji Infune who worked on you know Street Fighter and such um, he uh, basically created all the characters for this game um, he based them Later, he was quoted as saying he based them basically off of uh, Astro Boy in that world. And when you think of them, the characters from Mega Man uh, against the Astro Boy world, they do look like they could just, you know, commingle. They look virtually the same, so that makes sense. And then the uh, the 
good guy of the game, well, not the good guy's Mega Man, but his creator is named Dr. Light, and the bad guy of the game is named Dr. Wily. And uh, if you don't know what these characters look like, they were based off of Santa Claus, which, wow, of course he was. He looks exactly like Santa Claus, Dr. Light, and Einstein. And, yep, Dr. Wily looks a lot like Einstein, so there you go. Now, the original name of Mega Man was Rockman, and everyone really should know that, but if you don't, it was Rockman, and it had nothing to do with rocks or granite or what have you um no all the characters in the original game were based off or not all but most of the characters in the original game were based off of uh music because the creators felt that music was a universal language so you have Rockman and then his brother roll i.e rock and roll later incarnations like uh bass treble etc so pretty cool stuff um now this game does like, if you've never played a Mega Man, it's not linear in that you start, you know, on World 1-1 or what have you. Uh, you're given a choice of all the different worlds that you could go to at the beginning, and you can do them in whatever order you wish. Uh, this game has six bosses, or worlds, that you can go to, and each boss, like every Mega Man game, if you're unaware, once you defeat them, you gain that boss's power. Now, this one has Cutsman, Gutsman, Iceman, Fireman, Bomberman, and Electman. And Electman being short for electricity, obviously. Um, now, this kind of features a paper, rock, scissors type thing where one boss's power will be able to beat another boss really, really easily. And when you do this, everyone has their own order in which they'll do these things. I typically go with... Um, Cutsman first, because his world is by far the easiest to me, and he's also pretty easy to defeat with the original Buster Cannon that you start with. So I go there, beat Cutsman, then I take Cutsman's weapon to Electman's world, the electricity guy, and his world is uh, quite a bit tougher, but with some persistence, you will get through it. Now, once you be defeat Electman with Cutsman's weapon, which you can do in only three hits. Yeah, it takes three shots from a Cutsman Boomerang is what it's called. And it looks like a pair of like uh, barber shears or something and you throw them in front of you and they kind of boomerang back. It's really not a great weapon, but it's not the worst weapon in this game. Um, you hit him in three hits, you get his power. Now his power is one of my more favorite weapons in the game. It shoots a blast in front of you uh, above you and behind you at the same time of electricity that goes across the screen in each direction. Now, that's cool enough in itself, in of itself, but it also, when it hits uh, these certain type of rocks, it'll blow them up. Now, you may have noticed when you climb up Electman's stage, there's this item that's kind of off to the side that's covered up by these rocks that you can't get to. Now, you can, immediately after defeating Electman, go back to the stage, climb up there, get the weapon, shoot the uh, rocks out of the way, and get the weapon. And this weapon, quote-unquote, because it's not actually a weapon at all, is, I believe, known as the Mega Man or the Mega Buster. Um, <clears throat> you can't hurt enemies with it, but it does shoot these uh, laser beams that kind of float midair, and you can jump on top of them and run across them uh, as though they were platforms. Now, they'll only stay there for, like, three to five seconds and then disappear but they're really useful in certain stages, and in the way in which I play, super useful in the stage that I go to next, which is Gutsman. <clears throat> His stage is 
for me anyway, ridiculously hard unless you have the Mega Man. Now, it's, it's not because of a massive amount of enemies or anything, but there's this huge section in the center where you're jumping basically from like a, a cart to cart kind of thing. I don't know how else to describe them. There's these like lines that run across the screen and there'll be these moving platforms that follow the lines. Sometimes they'll have enemies on them, sometimes they won't. And you have to jump from one to another, and certain ones will actually, they're like on a hinge or something, and they'll fall out entirely, and when they do so, if you're standing there, you'll fall. So not only are you having to time your jumps from platform to platform that are moving, but sometimes the platform itself will just throw you off of it. Well, that's total bullshit to me, so I always use the aforementioned Mega Man or Mega Buster, whatever it's called, to make these lasers, and I just kind of bypass that whole area and uh, get on with my day, go defeat Gutsman, who, um, I want to say he's weak to Bomb Man, but I always just defeat him with the original Mega Buster. Um, after having defeated Gutsman, you receive his power-up, which is kind of garbage, honestly. Like, the, the rocks that I mentioned earlier that you can blow away with a Lechman's weapon can also be picked up and thrown with the Gutsman weapon. Um, if those rocks aren't on screen, the weapon does nothing. So there are only a very few places in the game where it's useful. And um, really, I would just rather use a Lechman's weapon to get rid of the rocks if I'm needing to traverse, you know, like uh, an alternate route or what have you. Um, I mean, it, it, it's useful in that you're not wasting Lechman's weapon, I guess. But other than that, not a over, overtly useful weapon to me. Although you can, I believe, use that to defeat uh, Bomb Man or Fireman or one of those guys. I don't know. I always go next to Iceman's level. And Iceman can be defeated easily with Electman's power-up. Again, I believe it's like two or three shots and he's completely destroyed. And um, getting to Iceman, usually fairly hard because you do have, you know, your atypical uh, Iceman stage where everything is slippery and what have you. And then there's also, uh, this is notorious for having the the blocks that appear and disappear. If you've never played a Mega Man game, these are basically in every Mega Man. Uh, a block will go and come into existence and right as it's phasing out one maybe above it or to the side will start appearing and you actually have to jump just right to get to the next one and you have to sit there and kind of watch these things for a while and figure out what order to go in and such well fuck that you can actually use the Mega Man or the Mega Buster or whatever to kind of cheat your way through that area and I typically always do um after having be beaten Iceman with Lechman's weapon, you get the Ice Beam or the Ice Cannon or whatever it's called. And it shoots like this triangle of ice out that uh, just shoots in front of you at a very fast pace. And it's um, useful in a few places in the game, and one of which is the world uh, I always play next, which is Fireman. And in Fireman's world, as you're going through it, there's these, uh, like, lava things that kind of shoot out and if you hit them of course you take this huge amount of damage and you have to time your jumps to get around them well if you have Iceman's weapon you can simply shoot these things and they'll freeze and then you can actually jump on them and use them as a platform to you know get from here to there or whatever so that makes it pretty easy and then Ice or rather Fireman himself I believe does take extra damage off Iceman um I don't know though I always just use the uh the Buster Cannon the one you start with because He's not too hard a boss, so 
after you beat Fireman, you get, you know, Fireman's weapon, the fire shot or whatever it's called. And this shoots just a, a big fireball in front of you. And it also has a kind of like shield that'll appear around you in the form of like four or five fireballs that'll circle you briefly. And if those hit an enemy, they'll take damage as well. Um, sometimes you can use this to your benefit if you want to spam it. It can kind of create a shield for a few seconds so you don't get uh, damaged as things are falling or whatever. But oh, other than that, it's you know just another big gun that you can use. Um, throughout most of the first game here, I, I really do just use the Buster Cannon. And the last guy that you'll fight, which I do believe he takes double damage off Fireman. If not, it doesn't really matter. I always beat him with just the Buster Cannon. Terribly easy, and that is Bomb Man. And after having defeated Bomb Man, you get his weapon, uh, which you're able to throw, you guessed it, a bomb in front of you. And it's, you know, it's very powerful, but kind of hard to time with a, a lot of enemies, so not overtly useful a lot of the time. After having beaten Bomb Man, or whichever the sixth one is you decide to fight, you unlock Dr. Wily's stage, which is very long and very arterous. And uh, it will take you numerous, numerous times to get through. Uh, I believe you have unlimited continues on this. Um, so, you know, you can try to your heart's content. It is, it is pretty difficult, I will say. And uh, you will have to fight all the bosses again. And then Dr. Wily himself. Um, after which, you get, you know, a little short ending where you go back to uh, your sister role and uh, go meet up with Dr. Light. And that's it. That's that's Mega Man 1, basically. Um, now, is this game worth owning? Um, definitely worth owning. Uh, worth owning for the Nintendo? Well, ask yourself, are you a Nintendo collector? Because if you are, I definitely think Mega Man in all its incarnations, which the first six appear on the original Nintendo, if you're a Nintendo collector, you need to have all six. Um, if you're just wanting to try the game or just have a copy in your collection... This is very easy to get. It's on everything from the PlayStation Network to, uh, you know, they made a compilation that has one through one through eight, actually, and then a couple of other games you can unlock. Um, those are only about 20 bucks for the compilations. Um, on the, I believe it's on mobile devices for a few bucks as well. But if you buy it for the Nintendo, a loose cart is going for over $50 right now. And if you want a complete copy like mine, with the incredibly bad cover art, um, that's going to run you anywhere from $150, $200 sometimes. Uh, these things are crazy high. And, you know, I got mine, of course, years ago and didn't pay anywhere near that for it. And I'm not going to ever let it go. I love the thing. I love the bad art, even. Um, but is it worth owning at that price? I'd say pretty much no, guys. Uh, you can find this game virtually anywhere. I'd be surprised if uh, most of you haven't played Mega Man already, although most people cite 2 as being the first game that they played. Um, it was 1 for me, and 1 will forever be my favorite of the series, although I know in my heart that 2 is a far better game. Um, that's about it for Mega Man that I can think about as... Uh, far as talking about it. Now, I will say that it has a tremendous soundtrack that gets stuck in my head to this day. This is true of 
almost all the Mega Mans, but certainly the first two. And the original soundtrack was actually done in a three-month period by Manami Matsume, who is now very famous for making music, and, and she's a great composer. Um, especially considering the limitations of the NES, what she was able to do on... Um, on the system is incredible, and I will either right here or throughout the podcast uh, be playing a lot of her tracks. Um, aside from that, not a whole lot to report. I, um, if you're just itching to get more of Retro Kel of uh, of Old Blaine J, I am a guest on another podcast this month, uh, the RPG Show. Now, definitely check these guys out. I've I've shouted them out a couple of times on the show here, and. Um, they keep coming out with great content. Uh, on the episode I'm on, I believe it's labeled um, Dragon Warrior and Drywall. Uh, I relate numerous stories about um, my experiences with role-playing games. We uh, discuss how we would make a, a role-playing game and what we would do to make uh, it better, you know, systems better and such. Just just give it a listen. It's only about an hour long. Um, you'll, you'll really like them. Uh, definitely rate and review them. They're in desperate need. I wouldn't say desperate, but they, they could definitely use some more uh, iTunes ratings and reviews. Uh, just an overall great podcast. Check them out. Um, aside from that, nothing much else to report. I've been overly busy this month. I, I may have mentioned, I believe I have on the show, that uh, I'm also a huge Magic the Gathering player. Um, and this month I am boning up and been playing a lot of... Uh, modern if you're familiar with magic because there's a uh, modern grand prix that's relatively close to my home that's going to be uh, occurring later this month and i'm trying to get as boned up as i can on that so uh, i don't have a lot of free time to begin with and most of it has been going towards um, playing magic in the moment unfortunately anyway that is about it um definitely check me out rate and review the show uh on you know the <laughs> on the uh, retro RPG here, and or the R- yeah retro RPG show, excuse me, and um, you can find me at Simon Belmont at Outlook.com if you want to send me a you know email. Some of you write me uh, if you have any game suggestions or you want to just tell me I'm total crap. I don't care. Drop me a line. I'm also on Twitter at RetroKel. That's K H E L. Um, definitely check me out there too. I usually drop lines about what it is I'm thinking about playing next, etc. Right now, I'm thinking because next month is October, I may be talking about um, a game that has to do, you know, with a Halloween theme uh, or or just something, you know, spooky, scary. I have two or three games in mind. I'm not entirely sure which one of those I'm going to end up on, but um, that should be a lot of fun. So until then, keep it retro, keep playing. And we'll see you next time.